mate. How are you? All right, Dan. How's it going? Do you know mate? what? Yeah. I'm. I'm. You're looking really casual, <sighs> mate. Should you say? Put your tracky bottoms on. Tracky bees. Well, well, there is there is a reason why I'm so casual. You power walked here. Well, yeah, and also. Did you not put any clothes on? Why are you... I always stand up naked. This is the Naked Podcast. Oh, no, I, I forgot. This is the behind the billboard. Wrong room, mate. Um, well, there must reason, be next door. I'm a guest today. Th- there is a reason why I'm so casual is that it's a remote podcast today, so we don't have to look super pucker. Oh, right. I see. Yeah, so we've so got... So you went full cash. Yeah. You know he's going to be on camera, right? Yeah, I know, but kind of if we just angle a thing, he's never going to see... The track. Anyway, so everybody, listen. I'm wearing the tracky bees. There's a few kind of random stains. Bit of uh, curry from last yeah. night. On the, and then oh the t- no, a bit of um, the t-shirt says "I heart core food." Bit of whizzed is. up lentils and rice that you were <laughs> drinking out of your. You're not exactly bowl. looking that great. So <laughs> I've got old t-shirt from bed. Got my old t-shirt. Right. Yeah. So it's David Colbush. 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 DK. Colbus. DK. Thank you, Peter Wardle. Um, we weren't sure how to say his name, and actually he's... I think if we just call him David, David. that would be enough. So, yeah, David Colbush. Colbush. Um, at Orchard, New York. So, David, um, like just phenomenal, phenomenal figure, and not just in billboards, but the whole industry. Um, always followed his staff. Just a brilliant character. Um you know, from when he landed at, he was at Mother th- at first and BBH. He went back to Widens, I think, and he's come back. Drove a five. It's going to be nice to talk about some US stuff as well, because yeah. having been there recently, I think there's some incredible work happening in New York and, um, you know, new formats popping up. The US market is absolutely booming in terms of um, the media space. And, you know, the, the, certainly on, on, the, on the creative side, on our side, we've been... Yeah, we'll have we'll do more dollars and pounds this year for sure. So well, that'd be great because he's, I presume he's in the heart of it. He's in Manhattan somewhere, so we'll get a good, a good semblance of what's going on. Cool. Should we dial um, him in? Yes. Let's. I was going to say you go downstairs, but that'll be a really long walk, then, wouldn't it? A beer downstairs on the tube with Heathrow. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. David Colbush, uh, Chief Creative Officer of Orchard New York, welcomes behind the billboard. Thank you very much yeah. for having me. We've Thank been you. we've been waiting a long time to have you on, David. <laughs> the last, well, last ten minutes as well. Sorry for the well. As as Vanessa Williams once sang, "You go and save the best for last." <laughs> you are you are you are ending the podcast after mine, this, right? Yeah. This is the only finale we could possibly imagine. <laughs> this is like the, the last. <laughs> Christmas behind the billboard campaign. <laughs> so listen, um, thanks for joining us from the Big Apple. So for any of our um, listeners, David's joining us uh, from New York, uh, where I'm reliably informed it's quite cold. My daughter has just landed there. She's seeing her boyfriend over there. Uh, so if you could say hello to her, she's walking around Queens with a sign saying "Hello, David" at the moment. So I will. yeah, so please give her a wave. Um, how is life at Orchard? How how are you? It's how good. is the agency? It's very very good. I'm uh, surrounded by very talented, smart people, and we're committed to making work that uh, we're very, very excited about whilst trying to um, grow a business and, uh, and having a lot, yeah, just having a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, it's great. It looks like it. We were just saying, uh, I showed, well, Dan and I were just laughing away at the, the Ocean Spray uh, film again. I know you've probably talked about it shitloads, but. Um, Honestly, when I play it to my wife and kids, it just makes us so happy. It, you've got to be so pleased with it. I'm very pleased with it. It's it's it's, it's become a regular staple of our household as well. I mean, that's, that's that's the thing. It's like you always try and make things that you enjoy yourself, right? 
Um, yeah. And, yeah. So you're out, absolutely out to entertain a target audience. But if you can, if you can amuse yourself in the interim, um, yeah, well, that's and as, as a product of the end result, then that's a good thing. And yeah, no, we we um, yeah, very pleased. Yeah, my they sort of try to reenact it. The head heads sort of nearly falling off, and uh, the jiggly. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I kind of just we're not going to spend the whole time on this, obviously, but you know. It's a drink, isn't it? So I'm because I'm not really an ocean spray uh, demographic bloke. It's, it's an ecosystem of products. Um, so yeah, they have uh, they have a bunch of juices, uh, but then of course they've got uh, the the two things they're most famous for are their uh, are the juices and their cranberry sauce. So the canned cran- the jellied cranberry sauce is is yeah, yeah. is a staple of every home during this holiday season. So am I right in saying? Because I'm I'm not big on Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving today. Today, it is Thanksgiving today. We're speaking on Thanksgiving. Oh, oh my, my God, God. That's, that's... we're honoured. Not we would definitely have to end the show, series on this. You giving us your Thanksgiving. Let me, let me say, the, the the way that I think of Thanksgiving is is it's a great day. It's a great week actually to to do all of the things that I have to do with England <laughs> that I can't do. All of my all all the bureaucracy <laughs> that I have to contend with. This is my dream week. So yeah. everything that I'm putting off yeah. that has to do with my life in in the UK is getting accomplished this week yes, because yeah. no one's doing it. Yeah, because even people last night were probably going in your country, going, "What was, what are you doing tomorrow? What are you doing on weekend?" And we're all just going, "Yeah, it's another fucking wet Wednesday." You know what I mean? Yeah. I saw I saw yeah. a good tweet this morning which said. Um, to all my friends in America, happy Thanksgiving. Um, and to everyone else around the world, happy reductive email day because we're not getting bombarded with all the emails from the US, exactly as you said. Exactly. So um, a quick one about America, UK. So just had a little look at your career and there seems to be a flip-flopping going on. So you're back now, back in the USA. You're a Canadian, obviously. But um, is this a kind of a witting approach to career world, UK, US? You know, are we... <laughs> It's uh, um, it's 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 very uh, it stacks up with I th- think who I am as a person, mm-hmm. restless, and uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, interested in lots of things. Not uh, I don't I, it's, I mean it's it's, but no, it it actually does happen to be. Well, also it's it's very it's very representative actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, sorry I didn't really but i mean i'm also a uh i'm a, a a very empathic person as well too yes and uh yeah. and the, the 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 one the one thing i think you notice uh about the, the career the back and forth the back and forth anytime i've left an agency i've had to put a c between me <laughs> because just the thought, the thought the thought of of, of moving <laughs> within a city and uh or even within a country and, and upsetting the people that I work with. Cause you, it's, it's that thing where you, I, I've loved every job that I've had, mm-hmm. even the top ones. And, and you're always leaving, yeah. um, people that you care deeply about. And if you, uh, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. Well, it's, it's, um, I was fascinated to see Orchard. Um, cause I remember my, an old mate of mine, Barney, Barney Robinson there. So yeah. please give him my best. Um, he, I don't know if he'll remember me and Adam, uh, we're a quite irritating team. I think. Everyone, everything. So yes, <laughs> but uh, give him my best. I remember him saying to me very, very long time ago. There's a place in New York called the Meat Packing District. It's quite cool. You should go there. So Barney always ahead of the curve as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, thanks. For um, so 
David, before we get into your work, and we've got some amazing work to look through today, um, we've got this regular feature called uh, the the billboard at the end of my street. Did you manage to find one, and are you able to talk us through it? Can we see one? Yeah. In the window. <laughs> so that's what I was. Gonna, so I was I was gonna make it. I have. Um, yeah. So the thing that I was gonna do was I was gonna try and look out and actually see what the timely. <laughs> oh crap! It can taking be a- it down. It can be a really shit one. It, it can be any. It's just basically going to be the one that's there. Yeah. Oh man, they've taken it down. Oh. It's, it's it's going changeover. Wait, 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 wait. But what I have, what I what I've actually got for you, there is a um, um, it's a little further down. It's it's actually um, I've I've got an amazing poster site, right. which is at the end. Of- street it's so it's the backup it's the one that i have to walk a little okay. bit so i can't see it from my window but it is at the end of my street okay and it's um <clears throat> and it's a uh it's it's actually the best poster site because it's all like the stuff that i don't do but i love yeah which is like fashion and music yeah so you kind of you get all the best designed gig posters and all the best fashion posters um fashion and luxury and i i've, I've dipped my toe in the fashion and luxury waters before and i love it love it love it but it's and anything that i've done it's never the celebrated stuff our industry never celebrates that stuff but um it's uh, uh, a mark Je- uh, mark jacobs heaven oh, okay uh, lovely billboard uh, and it's the the, the the two new ones there's uh with um because i don't know if you know much about the heaven sub brand mm-hmm. but uh it's this capsule collection that he's created which kind of uh celebrates and remixes ideas from the 90s right. but in a way that is relevant for the present wow. and uh but they've, they've gone and they've recreated um uh very classic pamela anderson-esque Layouts from the '90s, but with Pamela Anderson from the present, and uh, visual feasts. You know what? I I I watched um, something uh, you described a a Jonathan Glazer flake commercial because oh sure. So you've sort of done that for the Mark Jacobs poster for us <laughs> without actually well, saying I'd, it. I'd love if you could send us a copy of that. Yeah. Absolutely. I have, fo- I, I've taken photographs of it. Okay. It's something like, and actually there's, there's a lovely, it's actually serendipity because the, the, um, the end of my street billboard is usually something a little more, um, comfortable in our world. Yeah. And the one thing that never gets talked about enough, I believe in our industry is, um, uh, fashion, fashion and luxury goods advertising. And it's this, it's this, it's celebrated in some circles, but we kind of dismiss it and like, oh, we're grumble. Where's the idea? Blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, and they're, they're, I mean, they, they, uh, their history of just beautiful imagery. They are, as an industry, they are a huge investor in content and creative, and they just put out their, you know, they, like you say, you know, it's, 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 there's no depth of idea. It's just a beautiful image, and the 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 idea is. You are all this beautiful, and that's that's as as far as they go, right? But every time, it's slightly different. Interesting, subversive, very avant-garde concepts, and it's like it's 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 that they they are the the fashion, the beauty and fashion industry right now. As far as I'm concerned, are doing some of the best outdoor mm. in our industry, in in the, the hitting the the sites. And um, so, obviously, you know, as you've listened to on our our podcast before um we kind of use this segment to kind of talk about it more in general terms what's happening in the outdoor industry what's happening on billboards and obviously i mean you're in outdoor mecca there in new york you are bombarded with the with with ad units in the out of home space 
Um, mm. Give us your give us a sense of the New York state of business in terms of creative in the outdoor space. It's interesting, isn't it? Because the 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 entire industry has lurched towards um, uh, the the I mean the case study video in general. So I think I think traditional ideas, traditional in air quotes, being ideas that have a solid uh, bedrock conceptual foundation and are rooted in communicating um, uh, a sense of. Uh, or inspiring a sense of yearning in consumers based on um, uh, intellectual trickery uh, have sort of fallen by the wayside in in favor of, um, uh, for better or for worse, uh, uh, a clever idea that can get uh, an generate an enormous amount of PR coverage, yeah. um, but is a little bit more tricky and eschews some of the, uh, the, the, the classic tenets of advertising, um, like great copywriting or great art direction. Um, but the, interestingly, uh, one of the places where it feels like there's still a lot of great work, I think is an outdoor, um, but not classic outdoor. So like, I don't think you get the, as much of the, um, that's a great poster, anymore that you can just look at it and it's just, and it's beautiful and it's replicatable and, uh, and you'd hang it on a wall, but in terms of, uh, special builds and, and stunts, interestingly, I think the, the where that's manifested itself best is in outdoor because a lot of the case studies we watch nowadays are for things that never happened or events that yeah. were yeah. ephemeral in their, uh, yeah, in their execution and, uh, covered by, uh, well, a late night talk show and then forgotten <laughs> forever. And but are you post- seeing that stuff on your social feeds as well? Are you seeing people sharing yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the interest of those special builds for posters. Posters have benefited, uh, disproportionately from this, uh, this movement that has hurt some of the other, areas of our industry yeah I mean, but yes just picking up on that you know the posters or piece of out of home being specifically made to talk to a wide audience through social is something we talk mm-hmm. about all the time like you just i've seen so many posters i've never seen i've just seen them you know you might post one on your feed and i go fuck that's cool i'm gonna grab that and share it with my you know and that's no one does that with a press ad. No one does that with a piece of digital. You know, so posters mm. do have this power. Like even my kids, they, you know, I've got two teenage daughters, but they'll, if they see a cool thing, they'll take a foot of it. And if so that that's where you want to be. Mm. I mean, I'm not saying everything needs to be a cool thing, but, you know, if you can put a camera on it and put it on Instagram, you're, you're halfway there to sharing. Mm. I've noticed a lot of posters that I really, really like recently. And, but, and what they, what they, f- frequently do now are uh, it's um they 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 they're arresting visuals right. uh, light on concept or light on obvious concept but arresting visuals yeah. which is exactly what I'm talking and it feels like um in the um in the more conventional sense we're yeah like I said we're tiptoeing away from from strong ideas but there is some great image making out there mm. yeah yeah so, and conventional advertisers that your your packaged goods, your services, whatnot, the uh, yeah, a lot of their posters now are actually moving more towards the good ones are moving more towards um, fashion and luxury goods, and evoking, evoking and a feeling. So, 
a, a question kind of trying to bring it back to your career and as we said you you put C's between your your agencies <laughs> as you as you leave them and depart for for a new family um in another country each time you know what yeah. are the main differences you see and you know the the work that you were obviously doing here versus the stuff we do in the US when it comes to outdoor what are the main differences do you think between the outdoor media creative that you see in the in the different territories that you've worked in well, uh, um, historically or in the present? Uh, I, I, let's, I mean, let's go in the present because we're, we're, we're talking about that now. I'm, sh I'm sure there are many more historically. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I guess I just I, – because it's an interesting phenomenon because I think globalization has had an effect on how uh, English language markets uh, – there's just – there's less difference now. Okay. It's interesting. When I was at Wyden Kennedy in New York – uh, there was a greater difference between the two markets. And in the last, I mean, it's been seven, seven and a half years or so, that gap has closed dramatically. And I've come back to New York expecting right. another world. Right. But the London, New York markets are very, very similar. That's quite interesting. Like it, was, it, was a, it was an actual shock to me because of the, because I was anticipating a difference more akin to what I'd experienced previously. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. I remember when I was a kid, I always loved the American attitude to write a line that was really savvy and smart. And I think I, we always used to think, oh, we can't write ads like that, you know. And then actually, I think we've caught up a bit over in the UK. Um, but, you know, the attitude around sort of Nike posters and stuff like that was... It, it's interesting, you know, I've, as you know, I've spent quite a bit of time in the US as well for work. Yeah. Um, I think... The main difference between the outdoor market in the U.S. and the U.K. is there are two two outdoor markets in the U.S. Right. There is the kind of the nationwide campaigns that you know big brands and they try and dominate all of the different what they call DMAs, so all the different markets um, with their above the line message. But then there's this whole local market of out of home that's sold by the mom and pop run billboards. Mm. And they are sold to the local lawyer firms and the local, yeah. um, you know, hospitals and drug companies. And it, it, there's a there's and there's a massive difference between the creative that goes on these things. Because and mm. I think that that local market is responsible for, you know, in terms of the media money, about sixty percent of that wow. market is is wow. is local market stuff. Mm. So it's there's an incredible amount of. Um, I wouldn't say disposable creative, but it's, it's certainly stuff that that it wouldn't hit a portfolio right. of the people that we've been interviewing on behind the billboard. There's this kind of stuff that's obviously been created by the marketing we'll department, at the lawyers. Sorry, so we'll call it serviceable. It's serviceable, absolutely. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's sold, and it'd be you know Tucson wide media plan, and it's a local. Um, ambulance chasing lawyer, you know, and it's a, pi a picture. It, they're all kind of it's formulaic, right? Big picture of um, yeah. Craig, who's the local lawyer, and it's him, arms crossed. Yeah, you know, I'll fight the cause, and his phone number. It's just like yeah. <laughs> sounds that, like an ironic that, it's David Kilmer. It's really, it's really, it's really interesting. And then there's the stuff that we see in New York and LA, and the entertainment industry, and as you say, the fashion industry, pumping out this incredible work. And you know, you can drive down a highway and tucson and you can see both of them next to each other mm. it's interesting so I, we, just we just don't have that in the uk that local market stuff is less, no, no, no. less prevalent yeah so, um, it's usually 
hand painted signs by um, elderly gentlemen in flat caps who walk out to the. <laughs> yeah. I think the only equivalent that we probably had here in the UK is that local cinema advertising. Yeah. Do you remember and, it? And all pre-roll? fifty yards from this cinema. Yeah, the, the curry, <laughs> the, the curry house at the end of the street. Yeah. Um, yeah. And right. so um, let's let's take it on to uh, let's let's do the historical thing now. Do you remember your very first billboard? Do you remember the your first piece of work uh, that got was was out there on the streets? It will have been. It's a series of Taco Bell uh, six sheets. Okay, was that in Canada at TBWA Toronto? That was a t- from TBWA Toronto. Taco Bell was my my first mm-hmm. like the account, and uh, it was it was about um, whatever. Um, uh, variety of, of, of taco or, um, uh, intricacy that they were promoting, uh, that given month with a, um, with a, with a witty headline. And my first client was a British gentleman named Rudy, who, uh, was a lovely guy and, uh, and, and kind of, uh, had to suffer through my, uh, my inexperience, but combined with my enthusiasm yeah. and, uh, yeah. Did was, you yeah. remember going out to take a picture of it? I will, I will have definitely taken a photograph of, yeah, a hundred percent. I can't even remember. I don't know. I, I stopped pretty early. Like I'm a bad record keeper of my own. Like I don't actually have I, the, the, the running joke among the people that I used to work with is I'm, it's like, even now I'm still like, Hey, do you still have that thing that I, 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 I literally <laughs> treat everything I do sort of like a, a piece of paper flung off the desk after I've completed the drawing type that's, of situation. So. That's really interesting because um, we had Dave Dye on and he's, you've spoken to Dave Dye. And yeah. Dave Dye is the literally the complete opposite. So I sometimes say to Dave, Hey, um, do you remember that thing that uh, Tim Riley did for uh, that bitter 15? And he go, yeah, I'll send it to you right now. And it's there. And then so when it's terrible things to say, but um, Dave knows this, but whenever we research, sometimes I think, if I just go onto Dave's podcast and just go and find, he's encyclopedic, that guy. So uh, Davepedia. Well, I I did Dave's podcast and I think it was the, it was, it took so long to do because, (laughs) because he was like, can, have you got those, like ask, if you ask Dave specifically about how long it took and, and, and just be like, what is what is David like at um, at finding his work? How long did it take <laughs> for him to get his work for? A, a, no, a, was probably, he yeah. he lays the blame at your door because he re- he said David had an incredible way of how we could do the podcast, but then we couldn't do it. Or so, it, it said it was you had an idea of how to oh, present it, yeah. and then it didn't come off or something. So you had to go and he said just promote it in a conventional manner does this ring a bell yeah no i uh, <laughs> I had, um, because uh, the 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 thing about podcasts is you say things and then you you forget things or you uh yeah you uh, so i uh, so the 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 idea for my uh, dave die podcast because it's quite long as well too yeah he and when, when he likes he likes a, a really long chat and uh and uh 
uh, yeah, and, and you you omit names that you should have given credit for, and you remember things that it's uh, that you after the fact. So my idea was to um, to uh, to annotate to to do audio footnotes. Oh. So as so so we would we the, the idea was we were going to re- record a follow up conversation where I listened to the podcast and annotated the podcast uh-huh. as I listened, and I did. <laughs> Great. But I, I feel like uh, idea. in in the end, Dave and his editors um, uh, it felt like it was probably too much work. So is that like, had- you know, when um, it's director's notes over the top of the movie? Okay. Exactly. So, <laughs> that's a but, great idea. Yeah. But with but because it, it, it was a uh, uh, time wise, a linear podcast, you'd, you'd have like a beep. <laughs> or something like that. That'd be like yeah, that. My me coming in from the future and and correct, correcting or annotating what I'd said from the past, and then you go back to the past and then move right. Through. So it's yeah, shifting uh, times and also possibly the longest, like a sort of apocalypse now redux length of. It, it was yeah 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 yeah. It was, all right. Well, and let's... as you say, Dave likes a long podcast. So with the with the notes, it may have been a a twenty four hour job that one. Yeah. It was a lot. There's an idea. Now that that's a, <laughs> that's a can entry next year, the 24 hour podcast. I'm sure it's <laughs> okay. So look, David, we're going to move on to the work. Um, three or four, four or five campaigns we're going to talk about. We're going to sure. start of BBH, uh, the Guardian, um, sure. the whole picture. So just to say, you know, you had an amazing time there. I'm not sure if our listeners know, but you know, you, you did an incredible period there where you create the Free Little Piggies film, which I think won just about every single award that year. I think it was the most awarded campaign in the world. Um, so and you did numerous other campaigns we'll talk about in a minute. So, But am I right in saying you were a journalist before you are a copywriter? And if so, did that make your job running The Guardian slightly easier because you'd seen both sides of the fence? Is that right? Uh, I mean, it's, if, uh, as a former journalist, I had more than a passing interest in the, yeah, it was, it was, it was probably, it was one of the first campaigns that I did where I was, it was heavily invested right. in the product. Right. Honestly, at, at the time that the pitch came around, I was absolutely broken. It was, it was, it was nine, 10 months into my, um, tenure at BBH and I was right. exhausted. Right. And, uh, and I didn't have the capacity to do the pitch, but at the right. same time I was like, I can't not do this pitch. Um, and so, uh, so I signed up for it and it was, uh, yeah. It's really interesting because I worked, I've worked on a couple of things like that, the NHS and the BBC where you inherently go an extra yard or more because you just can't help because you just know it. Whereas if you're, and I'm going to say the word yogurt again, sorry, yogurts, um, because somehow Yo- yogurt, yogurt, uh, yogurt, you're, you're just not emotionally close to it. So I can imagine. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting you say that because I'm currently working on yogurt now. <laughs> sorry. yogurt. And... No, 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 no. But the, the interesting challenge there is I've got a team of people on their side who are very, very excited about yogurt and they believe it. And this is, but this is my thing is it's like, I'm excited about it as well too, because they're interested in fundamentally changing the way that yogurt advertising is, is, yeah. is put out to the world. Yeah. And anyone, that's the thing is like whenever, whenever you have, People sometimes ask me, "What's your dream brand?" and uh, to work on. And 
those are I, I never think about advertising in those terms. No. I'm I'm about individuals and what their ambitions are within the organization. Yeah, and I, and currently right now, yogurt is a huge preoccupation of mine, and I am very passionate about it because the right people are passionate about it alongside me. I completely but, agree. I mean, go because yeah. I I so someone said to me say do an advertising campaign for Man United, my favorite team. So I would probably absolutely shit myself because I'm so involved and invested in it. I might become like kind of like a rabbit in the headlights. Whereas if you can... Well, you try to play the client as well as the yeah. creative, right? Whereas if you do have that gap, so I'm now going to do a counter argument to my NHS BBC thing, but if you have that gap, that makes it in some ways easier, right? Which is why it was great. The Guardian was great because I, ha I, I was a failed... An intimate knowledge of the industry and, uh, and a desire to do something good for it. And it was my favorite publication at the time. Um, and, uh, yeah. Well, let's talk about the work. We're on slide nine, just so your reference. Um, well, you're obviously yes. going to see it cause it's the first of the posters. There's about, I don't know if I got them all, but there's about four or five. So it's, Oh no, there was lots more. There okay. was something like, Shit. It was like 20 in total. I was going to ask, we'll ask you for them, but I clearly know you don't have them. Um, but we'll, <laughs> we'll find them. Dave Dye's got them. Dave Dye's got them. Okay. So it was Carl and Pete, your team. Could you tell us a bit about this campaign, how it came about? You know, this uh, they're, they're wonderfully witty and well well written and, you know, the tone is, is great. It's funny, well, because like the the, uh, the 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 campaign. So much of the campaign was, uh, and so much of the campaign's attention is centered on the uh, the Three Little Pigs film, which did was was a disproportionate amount of the um, the energy was put towards. Right. The, how do we how do we crack um, uh, a way to uh, articulate what Alan Rusbridger's uh, concept of open journalism was? Right in in a, in a in in narrative form. How do we how do we educate people? And the the posters, which were never going to be able to do that job easily, no. um, were really really hard. And I think there was at one point we 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 uh, looked at um, uh, retelling of fairy tales, but everything just got a little bit complicated. And we we uh, it, it was it was so we, it was about taking a step back, really. Um, as hackneyed industry jargon, um, number one comes out, take a step back. Let's take a step back. Uh, and, uh, and we, we looked at, uh, at the, what the spirit of the message was, right. which was the fact that, uh, that anyone can influence a story and a story can grow and change based on who's, um, who's, uh, uh, adding shade or color to it. Yeah. And, and and did that instead of the fairy tales. So we, we decided that the, the line and, and the conceptual bent of the film would add as the connective tissue between the two campaigns. And so uh, we just had to articulate um, that a lot of people were involved in, uh, in the creation of a story. And, um, and so these, these, uh, Carl and Pete did the they're, great posters. I mean, we've got to remember they're, pretty, they're from a while back, and yet they they look very modern. They sort of feel a bit googly, or how Google would do an ad now or recently, mm. you know. But this is this is quite some time ago. It's like twenty thirteen, I think. I'll just read one oh. of the headlines: two journalists, sixteen doctors, four thousand three hundred sixty-two sometime patients, and one man who has never been ill talk about the NHS reforms. It's really interesting, isn't it? And then the, the visuals of a pill half red and half white. 
Uh, there's another yeah. one I like because I'm a Man United fan and you already know this. Uh, one journalist, 262 City and 218 United fans, brackets, 12 of whom are actually from Manchester, ha-ha, close brackets, debate squeaky bum time. Just great because it's so knowing. I, I know that you know that you're talking to me, you know, on such a brilliant level. You just, yeah. you just want to go and talk about, you just got to read that and find out. I mean, I'm obviously... For anyone who doesn't know, I'm a massive Guardian reader. So, um, yeah, I'm obviously going to be a big fan of this campaign. But they they were very, very fresh, these, when they came out. Well, that's very kind of you to say. And the, I think the thing I liked about them is what you said, they invite reading. Yeah. And the key here was to to, to not overcomplicate them and to to present people with a, a simple representative visual uh, that that was a little bit clever. Um, sometimes you knew exactly what the image was. Other times you had to read the copy to work out what its significant was, significance was to the Guardian. But uh, when you read the line, it was always rewarding. There was always a little bit of wit there too. I'm wondering after this, did it? I'm thinking it might have gone to Wyden Kennedy, and Tony Davidson had done the color, more colourful stuff. What was that? Before? No, no, that it was Wyden first. Ah, and then thank you. We yeah. followed, we followed Wyden. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's that's great. And that was Carl and Pete, wasn't it? Because I, I just wanted to give them a mention because um, now one of them, I think it's, oh Christ, one of them's godfather to Louisa uh, Silburn's child. I used to work with Louisa. And she always used to talk about, the, one of the guys went to work at Apple. Um, that was Carl. Thank you, Carl. Carl, if you're listening, uh, full respect. <laughs> I believe Pete is at VCCP. That's right. Maybe. I don't know if my information's out of date, but yeah. Uh, Okay. Um, so we were obviously looking through lots of your amazing work. And while you're at BBH, you also worked on Axe or Links. Yes. Okay. Um, so the next campaign we'd love you to talk us through is the Anarchy campaign. Um, uh, we were talking about this the other day and you know, they are they're incredibly rewarding to look at and they get more rewarding the more you look at them as well. Um, can you just talk us through the campaign and a couple of the posters and give us a bit of background to, to how it came about. Of course. Well, um, Axe would, uh, historically they'd have a new variant every year. They'd, uh, they'd launch a new, a new spray and, um, anarchy was the, uh, the, I mean, I, I worked a, a very little bit at the tail end of angels, but anarchy was, uh, was the first one that, um, I, I CD'd it with, uh, Dom Goldman at the start. Okay. Dom. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you know Dom, lovely fellow, very, very talented. And, um, and, uh, that, so, this, so we, uh, the, the variant had already been set. So it had already been established that it was going to be anarchy and that there was going to be a version for him and for her, but the communication hadn't been, hadn't been made when I got there. So the, it was the, it was there conceptually and, and it was named anarchy. So we knew that there was going to be some form of pandemonium. Yeah. And, uh, and there were a variety of different, uh, great campaigns that the, the myriad teams came up with. Uh, the brief was cast, uh, out to the, to the, to the agency and lots of teams had a crack at it as was often custom with, uh, the ax brief. Cause it was, yeah, a good one. Yeah, um, and then the it was Daniel and Shimon with the team mm-hmm. who are now. I feel like they're running uh, Young von Matt in uh, okay. in Germany in Germany somewhere. Right. Um, I'm not sure where they're headquartered, but yeah, this was uh, this, this was their and did they come in, Did they? I'm always fascinated at what point you saw it 
because you know you look at the end you look at the finished product and you just go oh yeah it's a no-brainer it's really funny it's a moment in time it's the moment before the moment it's really clever there's yeah. a narrative there's a story yeah did, did that come in as that layout or did you did you get to that well, um, I mean, the, the conceptually it was is very close, but right. the, the it was um, brought to life by Jean Yves Le Mans, who uh, was photographer. Yeah, I'm, I'm, sorry, a photographer. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, did an incredible job and put more thought and consideration into these posters than I've ever seen. Yes. Okay. So, so would, would it be fair to say he added just that extra bit of craft to the image to make sure that the story was true to the Absolutely. original concept? Absolutely. But like, it's, it's like in a scientific way, right? Like, <laughs> the, like the, the pops of red on the, uh, on the, uh, landscaper was, uh, he, he was like, we'll have pops of red because the, the, um, uh, you, you, it will help you imagine the dog's head being cut off. Right. And, um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's deep. That's yeah. deep. Did you, because um, I'm interested like as well, you know, some campaigns, literally a team writes it, draws it up and you go, well, great. Let's just give it to the photographer and, you know, don't screw up the casting. Whereas on this one, you like, did you get down there and was he, or had he done all of the work beforehand? So it's all like very constructed, you know, this graphic representation left and right, you know, the kind of the latency that was there, you know, the, the fireworks and and the, and the flame, the dog. And was it, had he, I imagine he had done shitloads before. So once you got there, it was just forward a bit, back a bit. I mean, I don't know if you're on the shoot, but. Oh, no, it was, it was, it was very, uh, it was symbiotic. It was, uh, it was a back and forth. Right. Definitely. Okay. It was, um, uh, 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 yeah. I mean, nothing is done. Um, in absentia of our input, <laughs> we, uh, we're, uh, th- th- there's a there's a granularity, but not not in a control freaky sort of way. It's just fun to get into the details and to work on these things together. And I'm a big believer in everyone having a voice, but then there being um, authoritative voices who make the decisions. There was something I did notice about it, and I don't know if I'm going to get this wrong, but we were talking to Shelley uh, last week actually about Amazon yeah. Prime Video. Uh, yeah. shows that stay with you. And there was something yeah. about that work where, again, it's a shot, it's a moment in time, but you know the whole story. You know, there was something yeah. about that in this, isn't there? Because you go, how did the woman with the fireworks meet the guy who's the, uh, I don't know, the, the flame guy, you know, and what happened before, during and after? That's already going through your mind when you're looking at this. Exactly. Stage. And that was, that was, that's a real art to produce that. Because quite often these concepts, you give them to the wrong photographer, and it just just gets lost, and you're looking at it across the cross tracks and the underground, going, "They fucked that up." How did you choose the photographer out of interest? Did you know him from before, or did you just sense? We we were familiar with his work. Okay. I think it was it was a classic pitch, though. It was it was three photographers, and he just uh, uh, Jean Yves was just such a, such an expert. Um, and was so, so detailed. And so it's just, when, when, the, anytime you make a decision as to who you're going to work with, uh, the, um, I, I don't particularly love pitching things out. No. Okay. Uh, it's, it's not it, to, to directors, to photographers, to anything, because I, I believe it's the responsibility of the, the creative party who's authoring the work to understand how they want it put together. If you're the final voice, you should have a vision for how it comes together finally. Yeah. Um, so I prefer to cast directors. I prefer to cast photographers. Um, 
but sometimes you're you've got a concept and you're like we've got it this far down the line and we definitely need someone with more of a, a conceptual bent rather than just an executor yeah yeah uh, to, to help us realize the vision and uh this was the case i mean daniel and shamal like i said the the, the difference the 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 symmetry between the the, the um shaman's first uh drawings scamps were were had a lot of this energy to yeah. them yeah yeah um and uh, uh yeah jean yves was but de- to say that what what is that um the the old hegarty co- quote everything's 80 percent idea 80 percent execution uh <laughs> the best the best work or something like that yeah uh, in terms of importance but it's it's really um, interesting how process happens because i remember when i was at sarchi's under droga and uh, the nspcc cartoon commercial yeah came but it just came from a squiggle yeah absolutely isn't it it's just amazing and uh, it was on the on the side of um howard and duncan's pad another team had actually got an ad nearly into production and drogue said what's that and they said oh that would be like if someone was abusing a cartoon and he said that's the idea go so they had to go and unsell the existing script and made cartoon but it was from you know nothing whereas you say sometimes you get stuff so finished you know and then it's a joy to just you know, noodle the kind of crafty bits. Anyway, like we, we've got to keep going. We're going to keep on the axe vibe because we're going to go to peace now. Um, so this was a new axe piece, Make Love Not War. So Dan and I noticed again, the same photographer. Um, yeah. And, but, but a completely different spin on it. Do you want to just give us a quick uh, precy of uh, this campaign? Because it's very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I, weirdly, um, so as as uh, as was the case, we that we had Apollo as well too. Um, uh, oh, yes, which, the space one. That yeah, came, we worked that on that. Between, that was great. That came between. What was the line uh, again, Dave? David, uh, leave a man, uh, come back. Uh, leave leave a man, come back a legend. Yeah, that's that was that was, ba- that was based on the uh, <laughs> the idea that um, astronauts were the highest. Mm. In terms of aspiration, there's the um, the the um, the blue collar fetish, yeah, which which is pervasive in our culture still to this day. It's the emergency services, the uh, the the rugged the firemen, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, but the 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 idea here was that space was the not just the final frontier, but the last, yeah. the, the highest benchmark you could reach in terms of. Um, Do you do posters on those? Yes, we did. Okay, so that's our oversight uh, on our part. We and so uh, they, were, well, they, were, they were okay. They weren't the best. The, okay. um, was- the bit that we got involved in for that campaign was a 40-foot spaceman hanging from the roof of Westfield <laughs> Shopping Center with a screen behind the visor, and you could upload a photo of your face to sit behind the yeah. visor. So then people got themselves a photo of them as an astronaut hanging from the wow. Westfield Mall. Yeah, wow. It was ridiculous, but brilliant. Yeah, no. So this is exactly the, the, as is most of Axe's work was frequently ridiculous and brilliant. But um, yeah. the, um, the but the piece was was the probably the next uh, great yes. posters. Yeah, tell um, And those were so those were just uh, the, the 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 piece came from um, uh, Rosie Arnold uh, initially had pitched Axe piece and the line "Make Love Not War" and not dissimilar to the. Um, uh, the NS, uh, the, 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 the cartoon ad that you were talking about, the, uh, charity that I, yeah. any, anytime there's initials, I always mess it up. Um, but, uh, we, we had another, we, we were far down the line. We were about to approve, um, really? a, a spray, a spray. Yeah. A different, I can't remember what it was, 
but there was another one that was set to be um, sold through, go into production, labeling, all that kind of stuff. And right. I saw in a deck that Rosie had, um, uh, it, it was a, it was a um, proactive initiative that she tried to sell them when she was on the account, which was X piece, uh, make love not war. And I was like, no, that's it. If we're doing another one, that's the one. Yeah. And so we, we built the campaign around that. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, yeah. It was a last minute. And um, and so the posters were just um, your classic toy soldiers in a uh, classic toy soldier uh, landscape, um, but focused not on the act of fighting, but um, uh, seduction. It's brilliant. We um, Dan and I, we've had two lots of people talk about eighteen to thirty um, when when Andre uh, was at Sarchi's, and you know oh, yeah. these kind of um, set pieces of beaches. This really reminded me of that. Yeah. You know yeah, that. There's that feel, doesn't it? Yeah. Of lots of mini stories pulling pulling together into one big. Yeah. I mean, I, I suppose it's yours is a little bit because you can't be as rude as those posters were. No. They're there's, there's sort of slightly more rewarding than more subtle ones. There's a quite a few gags I've just spotted in here. Um, was it a, a set piece or was it a load of comps? How did you do this? It was it was done and redone and redone. So it was it yeah. I mean there there was it was um it was it was a combination of the two. Right. It was done practically and and set up as set pieces, but it was uh, every chunk was retouched individually and then assembled it, afterwards. It's reminding me a bit of those. I mean, obviously, I'm going to a high high faluting area, but the the Chapman brothers, the the the, the sure the, the things of of hell. <laughs> I'm just wondering if yeah. you ever made one of these and then you could sort of like you know, exhibit it somewhere because it's so, it's so wonderfully detailed and meticulous, right? Yeah. No, this was, this was before the whole, um, you could, uh, tour the components of a, uh, not that I'm equating this to Wes Anderson or anything, but of course, <laughs> when, sure. when, when he started, started doing the animation and, uh, the stop motion animation, he tore the, uh, two of the, the sets of the film, wouldn't he? Yeah. But, um, that is great. I mean, it, they're, they're very rewarding. You know, you can walk past it and go, oh, yeah, I get that. Yeah, peace, war, love, you know, and then you walk on. But then if you want to sit there and just enjoy it, that's what I love about this work. That yeah. Quite a lot of it, it, it sort of stays with you. There's the resonance rather than just, you know, advertising is traditionally quite throwaway, isn't it? But the, the best stuff stays with us. Um, and we had and we had that debate, which is which is how, how complicated do we make it? And, uh, and, you know, you get the idea when you see the poster, but there's lots of little bonbons for you to enjoy afterwards. Well, that's what I was going to ask, actually. So that obviously the, there are the obvious ones in there, but as we heard on the, you know, the 18 to 30 stuff that we were talking about the other week um are there any hidden easter eggs in there that we haven't spotted or you won't spot at first glance that you can tell us about uh, is is your face in there somewhere or is there <laughs> no hidden no, there's, there's uh, no, hidden genitalia somewhere it's it's all on the page we were very um we're we're, we're above board on this one i don't think <laughs> I, I was i was gonna ask i didn't get i forgot um on axe anarchy did you have any executions which weren't bought? I'm always interested in stuff that didn't make it. No, like I, weirdly. Um, uh, oh, I, I, the um, gosh, this was one of those classic. We had two mm-hmm. and we needed a third. Right. And we went through so many, as I'm remembering back, it was like it was a tight three. Right. Like there was, there was no, there was no fourth, <laughs> and the third was a, was a struggle. Okay, so we got to, Can I guess what the third was? Yeah, sure. 
Ah, oh, bollocks. Because you see, I actually used to love the fireworks and then I've just seen the strimmer, which has actually made me laugh more because I've got a little dog. Right. <laughs> uh, oh, Dan, which is the one? So we've got the strimmer. The strimmer, the petrol, petrol. fireworks. Come on, David. Uh, I'm going to go fireworks is the third. I'm going to go dog. Uh, dog was the third. There you go. Mm. But... It's the first one I like. was dog the third. I can't. So it's so it's either flipped. So I, this is this is where my the my um, Swiss cheese memory comes into play. So uh, fireworks was definitely one hundred percent. Yeah. And then and then what I remember is, I think this is the way. I think this is the way that it was. Was the dog was the third, but I ended up being happier with that right. than I was with the petrol station, I think is where we see petrol station is my least favorite of the three. Right. Right. But remember the, with this, it was the, the one that was my least favorite actually wasn't my least favorite when they were produced. That's interesting, isn't it? The one you think is going to be great. And then it's like, mm, you know, yeah. So I think it was fireworks and petrol station. And then, and then, uh, the dog was the, the one that was hard to get to because it's a little bit more, it's a little less immediate. A little okay. more conceptually complex, but in the end, I think the the dog was probably my favorite. Right. Okay. So look, we're gonna. So Dan and I have had a little d debate about the next two on the list, and technically, we think they're both press ads, so we shouldn't talk about them. Sure. But, <laughs> but I think that the fact they are topical. <laughs> we talked about kind of the beautiful things about out of home and context is kind of a. a, a Obviously, something that um, outdoor creative is famed for. Things happen, we yeah. react, let's get it out on the streets. Mm. Um, but, I mean, yeah, talk us through the the um, Maggie Mite first. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to do it too much, cause, but there was a lot of teams' names on it. Did they all run in at the same time and say, we've got it, David? <laughs> well, no, I think what happened was... Um, there were, it was two teams whose one of the, 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 I think their partners were on holiday or something like uh, that. Right. And so, so they teamed up and they came up with that. That makes sense. And then um, when their partners came back from their respective holidays, when something like that gets sold and starts going to production, you're not like, okay, go ahead. You, you have that. Yeah. You're like, no, we're a fucking team. We're all going to get credit and we're all going to do this together. Yeah. <laughs> So in in the end, it was uh, it became a yeah a group say, effort. That, that's a pretty good holiday. Come back and then you, you're looking at a can can <laughs> gold. <laughs> Don't done anything. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and then just briefly, the second one is the Fergie one as well. Yeah. So an observer adds Sir Alex Ferguson retires a sad day for English football. Uh, Martha yeah. Riley and Richard Glendening. Glendening. Yeah. Now I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think this is the jinx that you put on my club. So we've won nothing virtually. Sorry. So I'm laying it at your doors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. It's a brilliant this, ad. It's a brilliant ad. Um, thank you, thank you. This, this was this was literally one of those ones where it was just like yeah. there were there were there were probably more clever options to go with, but uh, just wanted to go with the dumb dumb joke for yeah. this one. Oh, no, but it's, I, I mean, I wouldn't say it's an open goal. Excuse the pun, but it is. This is how I'm now feeling about Pep Guardiola. Like, just fuck sure. go. My wife's a Man City fan, and I just this morning saw his little smiley face going, yeah, signed for another two or three years. I was like, oh, go away. Um, yeah, no, this was, this was definitely a decision 
to make to do so. Like, I, and sometimes you do these things where you're like, okay, it's a topical ad, it uh, it's transient, it doesn't need to look nice. There were there were better there were there were nicer looking alternatives on the table, I'm sure. Um, yeah, yeah. But it was a decision to just go with something stupid and funny. Do you um must indulge? Do you have a a favorite football team or are you? Um, QPR. QPR. Good choice. Wow, so Dan Spurs and I'm United. We've both actually had a mini second of silence. <laughs> that's great. Uh, you, yeah. you don't find many QPR fans anyway. That's a, just a so, okay. A so of, I, I've got a couple of close friends who are QPR fans. Really? They, they're always seeking out each other. Oh, or, or you don't find many QPR pan, fans who are happy to admit that it's true. QPR is there. Very true. They, well, you're about to lose your ma- maybe lose your manager to Rangers because he was Steve. Oh, this is so sad. I know all this. Steven Gerrard's right and man up at Rangers, and then they're going to get him back, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Well, let's uh, not dwell on that. because That's another podcast. Yeah, forget that. Right. Okay. We're going to go to a place called Cold Drops Yard now. Of course. Um, Droga 5. So, just very quick background. So, you went from BBH to Droga 5. What? I mean, uh-huh. what a brilliant move. You know, you just put that place on the map. I'm sure there are many other people involved, obviously, but, you know, I've followed your career and I've thought, wow, that, you know, the work you did there was was fucking amazing. Excuse my friend. Oh, it was BBH to widen and then Drogafire. Okay, got that wrong. That's all right. <laughs> oh, you hate that, don't you? Yeah. When you get it wrong on the timeline. Uh, yeah, that's oh. going to re-record that. <laughs> Do you want to start over? No, 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 no. So David, I really want to leave it in. So, David, when you went from BBH, Widen Kennedy, then Droga Five. The Droga Five. Yeah. Um, so that listen, there was there was there was so, there's so much good work at Droga Five. Um, but we want to obviously talk about billboards. Um, sure. And out of home and the cold drops yard work. Um, I'm going to rip rip Dave Die off just one more time, uh, or just quote him because he says. David, you David, or your work always causes us tingle, uh, not a minty fresh mouth tingle, but a work fresh excitement tingle. So I that's so true because I remember seeing these. I don't know about you, Dan, but it was like I couldn't categorize them. I couldn't work out what it was initially, but I was really, really excited and intrigued. So, and I kept saying to my missus, oh, what is that place? You know, let, where? what yeah. are these colors and the shapes? I mean, where did that come from? What was what was going on? Well, it's uh, th- th- this is all. Um, well, first of all, shout out to Chris Chapman. Yes, my uh, former. Um, yes, we featured him on our Instagram feed on this already, so we'll um, credit him yeah. again. Obviously, he's such a lovely guy and such a, a brilliant talent. So, um, this this and this was a wild card. Really? Oh, so I like had, a wild card. Problems. So, I mean, I don't know if you've if you um, followed your um curiosity and actually went to coal drops yard but you know it's a it's it's a haven for um uh, bougie restaurants and uh luxury boutiques and yes. so we had a couple of far more responsible options right um but when chris prototyped this and it was um something in this neighborhood where you there was this repeatable construct where you use the elements of the the architecture uh, uh to house all the elements of the individual shops and the people who who shopped there, um, shot by everyone uh, and illustrated by everyone and anyone who had anything to do with uh, with um, uh, King's Cross creativity. It all just sort of came together. Um, yeah, it's it's um, it's just it's just so fresh. I've said that word before about you, you know the work you're involved in. It just doesn't look like anything else, um, which is good, right? We want to be. We're talking to, with Shelley about it's, it's bold, right? There's a, there's a there's a boldness and attitude to it that it. 
Right, it feels like it. It's rejecting the what it should be, and it's standing out. And I think that's you know, when you've got a poster that can shout in someone's face, you've got that. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you win, don't you? And because it's been described as, um, I read somewhere like identity. You know, um, yeah. It, but visual identity, yeah, yeah. But it. So did it go? I have been there, by the way. It's, it's brilliant. I was. I've been working recently in in King's Cross, and when I go out there, it's it's cracking. You'd never believe what it was before, would you? What what a uh, no, King's no. Cross was. It does reflect yeah. it. And and did that? Did this work then permeate into the fabric of the area, or was it just on posters? No, no, no. I think it was. It was on. Uh, I mean, first it was on hoardings, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, but then it was. Uh, then it was. No, it it, it actively found its way onto uh, all the. Um, when it's a visual ID rather than a series of posters, there's like mm. um, mugs, <laughs> uh, umbrellas, all other all other type of ephemera. Yeah. But it was no, it was baked into the identity of the area. So yeah, I know yeah, it's great. It's something. It looks it looks great. We love it. Well, um, yeah, we talked to Chris actually, and we we put a put a load of stuff up on Insta about a year ago on this. Um, but it's good to hear about it from you. Yeah, um, this is this is probably my favorite outdoor that I did. At, I mean, there's there's a lot of outdoor that I liked at uh, at Drogo, but the Cold Drops Yard has a special place in my heart for that very reason. It's not like uh, high concept, but it is so. Uh, um, uh, functional and utilitarian but beautiful at the same time it's that perfect um yeah. everything i do is tries to, I, I try and make it uh, a very creative product demo yeah in the way that's what it is it's funny because you could like you say you could have gone a much more functional route a much more like classic route you know with all the stuff there but everyone's seen that a gazillion times haven't they yeah you're not and it is it was such it's the actual area is in itself a subversive act because it was so different or it is so different from what it was. I suppose you needed something yeah. to reflect that, right? No, that's exactly right. Um, huge and, impact. And I think it did. I, I think it did. Yeah, it was, yeah. Mm. Really big impact. So I, I we, the, um, is this, this is the last one we're talking well, about. Well, yeah, yeah. We might talk about a bit more about ocean spray in a minute, but um, does this, I guess, mean we're going back in time to the widening Kennedy times? Yeah, sure. To talk about Equinox. Um, Back to the future. Yep. (laughs) I'm just doing that to wind you up, by the way, as as we know. I'll do my Christopher Lloyd. Marty! (laughs) I point to gigawatts. Do you know what? That is a bit of a look for you. That's pretty good. Yeah. Doc. Um, So so I didn't like that. So we're we're talking about Equinox when you're at Widens. And I mean, we just, we absolutely love the the energy that we've got in these posters here. So Equinox is a, a gym brand, right? Yeah, exactly. A, uh, life, a, a gym slash lifestyle brand. Yeah. So, so talk us through, talk us through the posters. I know you've got the deck in front of you We're on, on uh, page 27. So we've got the, of course, got yeah, no, it's, 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 it's a series of straight on portraits shot by Rankin of, um, of, uh, the results of what happened when you go to Equinox, um, whether it's uh, uh, you're, you're, um, it's a lot of people doing crazy things because they uh, they're suffering from um, a fit of overconfidence. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love it. The Equinox made me do it. First up is a fucking great line, but then some of the imagery. Um, I just I love the guy with the radiator purely because yeah. I w- wish that was me. 
Um, obviously, I'm never going to look like that. So it's a guy who's basically naked and he's ripped a radiator off the wall. Or is it, no, is it an oil heater? What is it? I don't say. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a radiator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just madness in there, but I think I love the casting of Rankin as well. I've worked with Rankin and he, he, he is like, if you want a fashion shoot, I mean, that's the first place you've got to call. Um, yeah. And um, we, he, we had him on, what, about two years, year and a half ago, talking about so much stuff. We, and I think yeah. we touched upon this. But this must have been, how long ago did you do this? Was this? This was, this was like 2014. Right. Probably, okay. I guess. And is 2014. Because I know yeah. nothing about Equinox. Is it quite, because you've shot this, it's basically like a fashion brand, right? But yeah. so is, if I go in Equinox, um, am I already going to be worrying how I'm looking? Is it yes. quite, yeah. Okay. So it's, that is the kind of gym it is. Yeah. Not, not, not the th- no, no, not to disparage. We all, we all, no, no. Uh, no, no. the three of us are, are not Equinox customers. <laughs> okay. I love the way you said that so confidently. It wasn't even a question. I'm, I'm going to go and cancel my membership. He actually looked. I could see David. <laughs> David was looking at his screen a bit more than me. Okay. Well, we're going to... Uh, Do you know what I love about it, though, is that um, it, it's it's a lot like um, the way I feel about the the two acts things is that your brain fills in the gaps with exactly you you are able to construct your own story mm. from a single frame and i think there's a nice to let people read the story yeah there's a yeah. power to that and for outdoors i think it's really important for the everyday joe the audience as they go around looking at posters that they are um there's an entertainment value to these things if they're going to rise above the um, Craig, the lawyer stuff that we were talking about earlier on, you know, that, yeah. that I can walk down the street and I can see that, or I can get on the tube and I can see that. And I can think about it more as I've gone past it and I'm not looking at it anymore. And I think that's what, you know, the, the storyline based posters that we've looked at today all do that. So I think mm-hmm. it's a, a kudos to great outdoor. Yeah. Yeah. That's just wonderful. So we're going to finish on the work on a jiggle, sorry, a wiggle, wiggle and a jiggle, jiggle. Um, yeah, sorry. So these are, <laughs> did you just decide what came first? Obviously, did the film come first and you had these fly poster things ready or did you just put these up as a, re, a result of popularity? How did these, because they're just, there's nothing on them apart from wiggle, wiggle, jiggle, jiggle. So so they were a tease. So there's a, uh, there, there are... There, there are reveal billboards as well too, oh. but the reveal billboards uh, just have the QR code on them ah, that, that send you to the to the link of um, I think it's jiggle jigglewiggle.com or okay. jigglejigglewiggle.com, which is the 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 hub that houses all the uh, holiday content okay. for, uh, for for Ocean Spray. And right. I presume they're kind of TikToking it up and doing all sorts of uh, fun stuff for audience engagement as well on this. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's bucket loads of stuff that we still have planned. I think we got a new, not uh, not another. Uh, there's there's uh, another um, another fun thing about the campaign, which is going to be coming out either next week or the week after. Excellent, okay. excellent. Well, well, we'll be certain to feature that as we as we get the podcast up as well, because yeah, I mean, we love it. I I showed everyone in the office today as well. I said on. Oh, Talking to David, and this is this is one yeah. of the TV ads, and everyone was wetting themselves. I don't know if it you wrote it, David, or saw a journalist or something, but there's always the thing they're going, no more farmers. You know, like farmers going, hey, the grammar yeah, is yeah, looking yeah. good, and you th- and you're going, yeah, fuck, how many of those have we seen? And so I remember seeing this, and the people sitting around the table, and what 
what I love about the film is nothing happens at the beginning. Like every ad at the moment, people go, oh, what, what some three seconds? What's yeah. going on? You know, tell me. And I'm like, this is just such great writing and filmmaking, isn't it? Because it's just proper. That story arc. Well, it's, but it, was, it wasn't for this. It, was, it wasn't uh, an indulgence. It was a, an integral part of the communication, like forcing people to sit in the silence and the boredom and beigeness of the <laughs> holiday season. Um, before giving people a release is exactly what uh, that's what the product was. Again, yeah. this is the, the the thing is like uh, um, uh, any time like like you have a Thanksgiving meal, you have a Christmas meal. It's beige, 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 beige. Yeah, and cranberry sauce is always the pop of red that that is, acts as a, a beacon of light I'm, in an otherwise gloomy holiday ask, ritual. One other question on it was I picked it up today because I've watched it quite a few times. Um, the sound in the background is very disturbing. Yeah. What, what is that? Cause that's not a music track or is it part of the music track? It's a, do you mean that are you, are you talking about the grandfather clock? No, there's another the, sound again or something like that. It's, it's really weird. I think it's on the music track. It's a music. Okay. It's the music. That's the part of the music track by Matt Gowdy. Uh, oh, okay. Detroit, Detroit grand boobas. Right. Okay. Okay. It's very good. Right. We better, we better. Yeah. Up. Well, well, we're, we're about to hit time, but, um, we have a couple more questions. We have, um, we have our, our staple question, which is your favorite billboard of all time. Can be one of yours, can be one of anyone's. So your, I mean, it's like asking yeah, your favorite family member sometimes, but it's, uh, you know, I am, I am a contrarian at heart. Um, so what I was going to offer you is my favorite billboard of the last year or of the last and also because I like to lift and celebrate st the the present yeah, stuff. Yeah. That's in the, you know, it's just to me is so. And for me, the last photo for Calm from Adam and Eve, yeah, yeah. That, that is just it's it's one of those things that it's like you you it's it's beyond you you move past jealousy to just on and like per, it's just perfect. I'm glad I'm glad you said that one because um, we've talked about it last week and it's come up a couple of times on our on the podcast and that is i agree a phenomenal piece of outdoor it's just when you look at something and you go it, you just see it and you immediately go future legend yeah so yeah. those will be i don't know it's funny because it's, you didn't think they could top um project 84 you think that that yeah. is a, as a piece you know and yet this boils actually all down to a very humble little picture and a line and it actually just shows how powerful our industry can be, doesn't it? When you just go, suicide does, doesn't always look like suicide. I mean, Jesus. And the just makes you think. And it just, everything just like, it, when it, everything falls into place mm. uh, and and it, it leaves a little bit to the imagination, but in, in working it out, you understand the point of the ad. Yeah. And that to me is just glorious. We, we talked about it last week, so I, I won't go too in depth on it again but the bravery of the families to hand over those photos to be used in advertising as well you know they are there is a story behind every single one of those and it's um you know it, it, the story is now being told because the families have did, given up did, those photos did, oh, did shelly talk about it as well yeah oh shelly and i have some very similar taste and i, I love shelly yeah she, she her, oh. her top was a bit more sparkly than your top um right yeah yours is is that pajamas or is she's, it <laughs> she's 
she's generally more uh, more of a positive person on the surface than I am. My 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 default is like uh, um, like kind of cur- curmudgeonly moaner, where he, where she's sparklier, but really she's far darker. Than yeah, me. you know what? You see, she, I was thinking that as the minute you started, she came in, she's so sparkling, lovely. Deep inside, there's obviously something. <laughs> Black is hard as black. No, she's she's a lovely person, yeah, but she definitely is, is far darker than she lets on at first. <laughs> well, she was wearing something sparkly, and Hugh was kind of pre warning me today that you might be wearing something um, equally. Crazy. No, no, no. I, I was told about a pink suit. I put in zero effort. I was, yeah, yeah, I was told yeah. about a pink suit. That was the um yeah we I was telling Dan I showed Dan your various um you know wardrobe changes over the years so the pink suit then the grungy sort of black and white hoodie and now we've gone a bit <laughs> there's a lot of different lights and shades on your t- your look and feel is this it's just pajamas <laughs> <laughs> today pajamas good I like it's it. very good um so yeah our our final question just is about um, about tips for great outdoor. You've obviously, you know, we've been through um, some amazing work today. What's your, your your number one tip? Number two tip? Uh, oh God, it's such a. It's like when you say don't obey the rules, it sounds like oh, he's just trying to be like crazy and punk. But it's there's there's a lot of uh, rules people put in place for for billboard. It can only be six words. It can only be blah blah yeah. blah blah blah. blah, blah. And um, and some of the best work doesn't adhere to those 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 rules, and so just don't be afraid to um, to uh, overcomplicate things or undercomplicate things as long as it serves services the uh, the idea. And um, would be number one. And um, number two, back to if, if we're coming full circle, don't be afraid to just make something beautiful, put something beautiful into the world. It doesn't have to be witty or clever, or sometimes it can just be striking. And, uh, I think, I think we would do ourselves a a great service if, um, I'm not saying we we need to confuse people, but, uh, a beautifully crafted billboard that doesn't have a clever idea has as much value to it. Um, if it's truly executed with, yeah, it makes you feel and and makes you aspire to own or use said product. It's like the Mark Jacobs thing you you were saying, wasn't it? Just yeah. I, mean, exactly. I think page one is just don't pollute, just don't pollute the place. You know, yeah. Do something nice. You know, but um, I don't like to disparage work. But there's there's a campaign that's running right now uh, in New York uh, on the uh, on the subway. Um, but that is stunning visuals ruined by an attempt to crowbar in a concept so that the copy on it is just it's just like oh you didn't have to it's just glorious visuals and then the copy just ruins it and it's like if you just put the brand name up and yeah let the the thing be the thing it looked a lot like it looks a lot like uh cigarette advertising from the uh from the 80s yeah yeah or or a cigarette or alcohol advertising had a very silk cut crown royale vibe to it um and it was just ruined I copy. I, like, I mean, that's that Hegarty thing where he used to say to us, you know, out of restriction comes creativity. And like, actually, that that was the golden era for, for cigarette advertising when you couldn't show the fags, you couldn't mm. show them smoking. Suddenly, it like, yeah. uh, anyway, we could probably talk for hours more. Um, thank you so much uh, for coming on. I know it's, um, you're a busy man. It's Thanksgiving. Yes, time to get the turkey in the oven, I think. <laughs> um, I'm in charge of Brussels sprouts. So. Oh, hey. <laughs> Very British. Okay, David, thank you, mate. Thanks for your pleasure. Take, Take care. care. Thank Thanks. you. 
Wow. That was... Uh, that was good. That was amazing. That, I mean, I knew that it was going to be quite light. Hold on. If you're going to blow smoke up his ass, make sure he's actually left the uh, the team score. Just do that. Press the thing. <laughs> <Bing>! <laughs> yeah, he's gone. He's can gone. he still hear us? Can he still hear us? Oh, we blew smoke live. We can blow smoke after. I mean, it was... Um, I think having no knowing people who sort of know him and having read about him and everything, you kind of going, it, it was great because it, he just was who he is, you know, and I've, I kind of, I was ready for it, but yeah, um, yeah, it, I, I was, I was wondering if he was still in bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause I'm in my sort of pajamas. Maybe he sort of read our minds. Yeah. He's like, gone super it's a holiday. And so yeah, that does date our podcast. We have recorded this on, uh, on Thanksgiving Thursday. So, mm. um, many thanks to, to David for getting out of bed, um, Eastern time, and spending time with us um, rather than with the people that yeah. he probably should have been with making his Brussels sprouts. Yeah, well, he's, 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 he's a good man for it. And um, yeah, I think we, we could have gone on. There was, towards the end there, we were just getting really revved up. Um, I think he's just a great, interesting person to talk to. But the bit, some of the billboard stuff was just magical, you know. The Equinox stuff, I love. It's, yeah, it's really, it's really, really, really great. I mean, very smart. Would you, we wouldn't get in there, would we? I, just, I literally just cancelled my member. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. David told me not to go there anymore. Um, so look, thanks Who said advertising you. doesn't work? <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, uh, please do continue to follow us on social. Um, Hugh manages the Instagram, so just ping us, DM us, all the interesting stuff. Um, big thanks to, to Vicky Ross again, who's a previous guest on the show. She keeps tagging us and stuff on LinkedIn and, and on the Twitter um, while we're all still on the Twitter um, oh yeah <laughs> we can talk about that another time <laughs> um, and obviously another big thanks to our sponsor Talon Outdoor um, independent out of home specialists um, with creativity in house as well so do talk to them about production if you need to um, but yeah phenomenal people and um, a great big help uh, to what we're doing here which is talking about creative in the out of home space that was brilliant it's like you you literally you didn't read that off a bit of paper you just said that all naturally I pretty much have to say that in our pictures as well <laughs> is that the company song right anyway we'll leave it there thank you everyone see you next time thank you